where I've tried to put pressure on myself to get my morning routine fixed and set in a particular way every single day, things have not worked out for my good. Like it's just kind of added to the stresses and the anxieties that we, I already have an abundance of in my day. So scrapping my morning routine for a list of priorities and getting them done regardless of the time has been such a freeing experience for me. So we are officially 12 days away from my birthday. Yes, I said 12 days. Why do I know how far we are from my birthday? Because my mom is an avid birthday celebrator. Like my mom lives for her children's birthday. And so my birthday is on the 5th of July. I was born in the year 2000, which means that I'm, I'm not a 2000, just by the way. I was born in the year 2000, which means I was conceived in 99. I have absolutely nothing to do with the generation that you see roaming the streets today. Not me. I do not form part of the screw screws. I do not identify with them whatsoever. And I think a very big like shock whenever I interact with adults, because I've obviously I've, I switched churches, moved over to Joburg, and we'll get into that a bit later in this month and so if you haven't subscribed to my youtube channel make sure that you do because i've got i've got plans shame i can only say i've got plans because many are the plans of a man but the lord <laughs> not me bringing jesus into my mess the lord is the one who decides what actually happens at the end of the day that's a prophet somewhere i don't know don't quote me go google it it's a real scripture though All right i've got so many cool plans and so i guess it's safe to say that I've been working towards this for a couple of months now since, what, January, February. I've just been collecting content around this particular journey of becoming. And I don't want to give too many spoilers, but if you're subscribed to my YouTube channel, then you would have already seen the channel arts change and a lot of stuff change just around the aesthetics of my channel. And so... This has been a very long time coming and I'm excited that it's finally here where I get to take you on my journey as I reflect over the past 22 years and the messes that I've created <laughs> along the way. But in, in the new church that I'm in, I've been privileged to make such solid relationships with a lot of the elders in the church. Um, elders or pastors, whatever you want to call them, right? The elders in the church, as well as older women in the church. And, and it's such a weird thing. I don't know why I always gravitate and find myself in friendships and relationships with mamas, but a such is life. And so this one lady I was speaking to, she's so fabulous. One day, hopefully I'll have her on the podcast. I just need to plan it out really cool, really neatly um, so that you can get the most out of that conversation. Because I really think she has so much valuable insight to offer. Shout out to Paulina if she's listening. But I was having a conversation with her the other day and then I casually mentioned my age and she was so shocked. You're 22. And I'm like, yeah, I'm 22. What, how old did you think I was? I thought you were like 25 or something. I was like, that's very crazy. I think it's such a weird thing because when I'm with my peers, they'll all say like, oh, I thought you were 19 or I thought you were much younger. But then when I'm with adults, they'll always say like, oh, I thought you were much older, which is weird. But I'm turning 22 on the 5th of July and my mom started celebrating my birthday today. This is a very big detour to the conversation that I'm trying to have, but bear with me, right? I'm turning 22 and in my 22 years of trying to perfect everything, in my 22 years of trying to get things together and overachieving in every single sphere of my life, one of the biggest 
stresses and anxiety bringers for me personally has been nailing a solid Instagram worthy morning routine. And obviously having moved from engineering to marketing and realizing I actually was just so shocked at how passionate I actually am about marketing. Like, I can't tell you, I sit and research on top of the stuff that we already learn in class. Like, in class, they'll teach us stuff. And then I'll go and listen to marketing podcasts in my free time. I'll go and research the science behind certain marketing, you know, strategies and tools that we sort of use as marketers. And it's the craziest thing to me. I look at it and I'm like... How crazy is it that I love what I'm studying, that I love what I'm doing, and I'm just at a point in my life where there's just so much peace and so much balance. And I was listening to Moam Gruli's podcast when it first dropped, like the first couple of episodes. I can't remember if it was the very first episode that she uploaded or the second one, but she spoke about morning routines. And while I can't remember the details of the conversation. What I do remember is how I felt when I walked away from the conversation because the entire thing just made me feel like (sighs) I can breathe. Like it really is okay for me to not have a strict morning routine that I follow every single day. And I kind of took to Instagram to ask some of my friends. I've got like 6,000 friends on Instagram that I asked, guys, for you, What is the first thing that comes to mind when you think about morning routines? How do they make you feel? All that kind of stuff. Because now for me, it's not just about, ah, Barbara is such a curious person, but things have evolved for me in such a way that now I'm a marketer. You know, these are things that I genuinely am trying to understand as I try to understand consumer behavior, because marketing plays a big role in how we think about things. And I'm not going to bore you about the details of my degree just because I'm happy. (laughs) I'm not going to do that, but I just, for marketing purposes as well, like I really just wanted to get into the minds of people and understand the science behind the masses because I'm just one person and how I feel is probably how my sister feels and it's probably how my mother feels because we all grew up, you know, in the same household. And the one thing that I think I've realized in terms of my personal morning routine is that really it's just a game of priorities and I think I got the same feeling from most podcasts is that morning routines I think on social media have kind of been blown into this idea of you wake up in the morning go to the gym come back from the gym drink a pink smoothie and then only at 1 p.m you start eating and then when you do eat you're only eating one slice of rye bread with a perfectly sliced you know avo and it's just the craziest thing to me because you guys know like I wake up in the morning and the very first thing that I want to do is eat my leftovers like I want to eat the pup and chicken that my father made from last night because that's all my dad feeds me pup and chicken Right. That's that's exactly what I want to reach for, because to me, if I don't start my day having eaten the leftovers from last night, I know I'm going to suffer. Like, I know I'm not going to be able to get anything done because I'm just going to be a hungry and tired and irritated mess. And so with the rise of these, I I don't even want to say use the words that I saw some people use. And because I put up a question stick on Instagram, obviously asking, like, what excites you or irritates you about morning routines and a lot of the people were just saying it's very unrealistic toxic ideas of 
morning routines. I think there were a lot of people actually, and this was so funny. <laughs> they were like, the one thing I wish I could change about my morning routine is it actually happening in the morning, which I found so funny because in my head that translates as people wake up at like 11 p.m. or is it a.m.? 11 a.m., 12 p.m., 1 p.m. And it's kind of like, oh, now you're going to start your morning routine, but it's 1 p.m. How are you starting a morning routine at 1 p.m.? So it's technically not a morning routine. It becomes an afternoon routine. Um, I'm actually going to go now and, and read through some of the question stickers. I'm not going to name the people just because I promised everyone that it'd be anonymous. And this definitely was not part of the plan. I didn't plan to incorporate your responses in the podcast today, but I think it'd be a really nice touch. So a lot of people were saying, waking up early, I'm lazy, laziness. I cannot wake up to save my life. I'm not consistent. I don't want to say lazy. I'm lazy. Sometimes it's unrealistic to wake up at the same time daily. Laziness, sleep, waking up early. I don't always wake up on time. Lazy, lack of energy, laziness. <laughs> like literally every second response, I'm lazy, I can't commit. I'm lazy, I have a fear of failure. I get that. No, I get that. I I 100% get that. That laziness and fear of failure combo, It's it's almost like, I don't want to commit to a morning routine, but I'm also a perfectionist and I don't want to fail at my morning routine. So I'd rather just not attempt it. So I, I absolutely get that. I wake up late. The gym is painful. Lack of motivation. Waking up is hard. And so in the different question tags, like people start getting more detailed about what about waking up is difficult. What about being lazy makes it hard. And the biggest thing that I kind of got from everyone was who in the world wakes up at 5 a.m.? Now, as somebody who is an avid supporter of the 5am club, I really want to come forward and defend my girls because I guys, I, and I don't know if anyone else has this. If you do have this, please, please, I beg you, screenshot this part of the podcast, share it on your Instagram and tag me and let me know how you feel and how you deal with this because it's still something that I need to learn to deal with to this day where if I wake up any time later than half past five in the morning, I get an insane amount of anxiety. Like I can't even explain, <laughs> I can't explain the science behind it. It's just like, I, I really have a time anxiety thing where looking at the time and seeing the time progress throughout the day gives me an incredible amount of anxiety and that's low-key also the reason why I don't own a watch yet although that is something that I want to change now that I'm 22 I really do want a collection of watches I think watches are stunning accessories I just can't stand having the time in my face all of the time I generally my body clock will wake up at six o'clock like the past couple of days we've been doing exams at school and a lot of our exams are online slash submissions so there isn't necessarily a need for me to wake up early and get ready as I usually do for school every single day and as much as I try to wake up later because sometimes I study all the way through the night and then I'm like, okay, because I studied so hard tonight, I'm going to reward myself with waking up late at like 10 a.m. the next day. But that's when I've made the conscious decision that I'm going to wake up at 10 a.m. Half past six, my body will be up. Like there is no way in the world that my body will allow me to sleep 
past half past six. But even on those bad days, on days where I haven't intended to wake up late, where I haven't intended to sleep in and the intention was to wake up, be productive, do what I have to do. If I don't have my alarm on and I wake up at half past six, as my body naturally will do, I'm going to cry. <laughs> I'm literally going to sit in my bed and I'm going to cry because half past six to me communicates that it's going to take me half an hour to shower, do my skincare, everything, get ready. I'm going to be done by seven. And then I'm going to want to pray and spend time with God. And I'm only going to give that half an hour. Sorry, Jesus. You're only going to get 30 minutes max out of me today because I need to get out of here. And sometimes even on like really, really, really bad days where I'm like the anxiety is kicking my butt because I woke up quote unquote late because I know half past six is still very scary hours for a lot of people. But I will then then take the time that I drive to school or drive to whatever destination I need to be at a particular time. I'll use that time to pray and worship and get into just spending time with God while on the road because I, I failed to wake up on time. So for me, if I wake up anytime after half past six, it feels like the day is already over and there's no point in me like even trying because that means I can only start my day properly at eight o'clock because I have to do the basic things like eating and, and bathing and getting ready for the day, which is ridiculous. Eight o'clock is still fairly early in the day. But if I can only start my day at eight instead of five o'clock, I literally I get anxiety and I can't do anything the entire day. I feel like the day has been lost on me. And so with that happening, when I wake up at half past six, you can only imagine how I feel when I didn't intend to wake up at 10 o'clock and I wake up at 10 o'clock by some wild miracle. I get sick. I physically can't function. And so I, I don't think that saying that a 5 a.m. morning routine is unrealistic is 100% accurate just because I'm, I'm someone who needs to wake up at 5 a.m., or earlier in order for me to get my life together. And so waking up at 5 a.m. in the summer is a lot easier than waking up at 5 a.m. in the winter for multiple reasons. And I'll tell you why. Because in summer, the sun rises at like 5 a.m. In winter, 5 a.m. is still dark. But winter is still my favorite. Actually, let's have this argument right now. What is your favorite season of the year between summer and and winter because I'm 100% a winter over summer girl for various reasons I'm more productive in the winter time I'm more I'm just I'm just a better person in the winter summer is so hot I literally there's nothing I can do and you guys know this I was getting dragged for this the other day on Instagram and label label the other day I can't even remember what the conversation was about I just remember that that stage in my life I think it was between December and January of 2021, 2022, Lewa and I were going live on Instagram every single day. If you remember, you remember. If you don't, you missed out. But one of the things that Lewa accused me of on my one live was being a nudist. He literally said, and my dad does this as well. Like my dad would literally tell people I'm a nudist, which I don't think is true. I'm not a nudist. Let's clear this up. I just believe in minimal clothing. I... I really like, I'm just, if you don't have to wear clothes, why must you do it? Why would you choose to restrict yourself? Can I tell you, when I go write exams in the morning, <laughs> this is so embarrassing, but I'm literally, I'm telling you guys, one of my biggest, 
like secrets. I don't even think people have noticed around me. But every single time I go write exams, whether it's in winter or in summer, I don't think it's something that happens now that I'm studying marketing and life is just kind of easier for me. But back in the day when I was studying engineering, when I was in matric, when I was in high school, I used to wear dresses and skirts to my exams and tests because I have a condition and it's self-diagnosed, obviously, where my thighs get really, really hot when I have to think. Like when I have to use my brain or when I have to like think really hard or function, my thighs just decide to burn up. So (laughs) what I do is I'll wear skirts or I'll wear shorts as much as I possibly can so that when my thighs do get hot, then I'm wearing shorts and everything's okay. Or when my thighs get hot, then I just pull up my skirt. <laughs> Literally, like, I'll pull my skirt up to my hips and sit like that. And obviously, in a way, that doesn't reveal anything that, that shouldn't be revealed. Like, I just pull it up to a decent, you know, length and then continue with my life. And I remember one day in matric, I was writing, yo, guys, matric was actually such a wild time. One day I must sit down and tell you guys the story of my matric year. But I used to sit and I remember one of the teachers was was invigilating and she's like, your skirt is rising, my lovey. And in my head, I'm like, my skirt is not rising. I am rising the skirt. It's me. I'm doing this because every single time I need to focus my thighs just decide it's and I literally I'll start scratching my thighs and slapping my thighs because I'm trying to get as much like cold air and as much life into my thighs as possible because they literally stop me from functioning so as much as I like working in coffee shops as much as I like going to Starbucks as much as I like doing all of these really cute aesthetic study place situations it's a really difficult thing for me to do just because I need my thighs to be exposed when I'm studying. I need my thighs to be exposed when I'm thinking, when I'm editing, when I'm doing all sorts of things. So if you pay attention to a lot of the videos where I am just chilling at home and I'm not doing anything, you'll notice that I'm either wearing biker shorts, tights or dresses because I need my thighs to be exposed and if I'm gonna have to wear clothes because I'm gonna be on the internet then I need it to be as minimal clothing as possible I forgot how we got here how did we get here this was not the point of the conversation I was telling you something really important oh yes summer and winter so for me in the summertime I suffer because already I've got hot thigh condition so for me being in summer and then feeling hot already now I have to wear clothes because I have to go outside it's really difficult like it's really hard for me to survive that whereas in the winter time wearing clothes is not as bad because it's generally already clothes it's it's generally already cold so me wearing clothes just kind of reduces the room to room temperature and I can still like survive through it but another thing about winter is waking up at 5 a.m means that I get to see the sunrise and I get to be a part of the beauty of the morning I can't show you how many sunrise videos I have on my phone because this is a podcast but I literally am obsessed anyone who's on my whatsapp knows like 
any small opportunity I get to post the sunrise or the sunset, I'm going to do it because I'm just that girl. I'm all about the nature. I'm all about the trees. I'm all about the beauty of the universe. <laughs> That's just me. That's just who I am. So I really, really love winter because also waking up in the morning and seeing that the sun hasn't risen tells me that it's still not 6 a.m. So everything is still okay. And the day is still in my hands. I still have the power to make the most out of this day. It hasn't begun and all that kinds of stuff. And this probably came as a result of my morning routine when I was in high school. Like I used to thrive studying in the early hours of the morning and in the late nights because obviously I've got a million siblings. Like I literally have, I have two sisters and three brothers, which means you can imagine the chaos that is my house and nieces and nephews, the chaos that is my house when everybody wakes up. So in order for me to maximize and, and be productive and finish what needs to be done and what is important ASAP, I need to do it in the hours where everyone is asleep, which would be between the hours of 10 p.m. and 5 a.m. So... Yeah, that's probably why I have a weird attachment to doing stuff very early in the morning or feeling like my day will be lost on me, even when I'm by myself. It's still something that is deeply engraved in me that if I don't do things early in the morning or late at night, nothing is going to get done throughout the day. Because two minutes later, it'll be my grandmother saying she wants Joko. And one thing about my granny, she drinks Joko every 10 minutes, cup after cup after cup after cup. If really there were influencers back in my grandmother's day, I have no doubt that my grandmother would be a Joko influencer because she is a Joko stan. And everyone who's ever been in her presence, yo, I almost brought out stories that you didn't need to hear, but one of my former members, I'm going to tell you anyway, one of my former members, nah, 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 I'm not going to tell you, I'm not going to tell you, just know, one of my former members' mom was obsessed with Five Roses, but Five Roses and Joko Loki taste the same. And so she and my grandmother were besties to the degree that sometimes I would get home where there was a stage in my life where my grandmother lived with us because she was sick and needed healthcare and all this kinds of stuff. And you know, like the healthcare in the villages in our country, unfortunately, isn't where it needs to be. And so the only way that we could see our grandmother be alive still to this day, thank you, Jesus, is being able to have her live here with us where she could then go to midstream and netcare and all these, you know, really cool hospital facilities and they could give her the care that she needed. And so there were days in my matric where I would be driving back from school to go visit my grandmother and I would get to my grandmother's like little ward in the hospital and my former member's mom would be sitting with my grandmother kikizaring the whole day over a cup of five roses slash joko because they were both obsessed with it and that's kind of like how they came to bond with one another so there'd always be like crispy cream donuts in my grandmother's like ward but anyway i'm telling you see now i'm exposing i'm exposing too many things <laughs> i'm exposing way too many things about my life but yeah that was that was kind of the vibe and it was just it was weird to me it was always weird and i never understood it like how can anyway we're moving on child we're moving on and so when it comes to morning routines <laughs> I know there's been so many off tracks, but when it comes to morning routines, I've noticed that it's it's a game of priorities. Like I said at the beginning of this episode, it's just about identifying for yourself what are the three things or four things or how many ever things for you 
that are non-negotiables that you're not willing to let go of and get those things done. So regardless of whether you end up having Avo on toast, if Avo on toast is not your priority and is not something that is imperative to you living your best productive lifestyle in that day, then there's no need to put pressure on yourself to be an avocado pink smoothie girl. So for me, particularly, when I turned 21, after I turned 21, things just kind of went downhill for me in terms of my skin. So I navigated high school never having issues with my skin. Besides the whole dark skin thing, colorism, and all the different things that kind of plague you as a teenager that's still kind of like finding themselves... In terms of my skin, like I had pretty clear skin. I had a fast metabolism, or that at least that's what people used to say. Like, you must have a fast metabolism because I used to eat the most. I ate like I don't even know. I don't even know how to describe my eating patterns, but I used to eat a lot. And one thing that my friends used to get annoyed by was the fact that I was the person gulping down the most amount of food but also my dress sizes weren't changing. So I wasn't gaining or losing weight. I just kind of was staying in the same place. But when I turned 21, all of that changed where I think October of last year, my skin just started deciding, okay, now it's time for you to hit puberty. We're going to attack you with pimples. And I had the most insane, like, Yo, I really wish that I could show you pictures. And I showed this to my friends on Instagram the other day how wild my skin looked like it just it was just along my my jawline my cheekbones it was the craziest rife acne I had ever seen in my life and so one thing that I needed to start taking seriously because I used to just be a girl that like bathed with whatever like whatever was in front of me that's what I was going to use on my face but my mom growing up always used Dove and Nivea and so for me (laughs) Skincare looked a lot like stealing stuff out of, not stealing. When I say stealing, I mean like using and then putting it back before my mom sees. Because I lived with my mom growing up, obviously. Well, I still I still live with my parents, but yeah, that's, that's a conversation for another day, right? Just going into my mom's little closet and using some of her skincare products. And so when I ended up with all that acne and rash and stuff, I just kind of had to simplify my skincare and say, okay, what was I using in high school? And what I was using in high school is a lot of the products that my mom was using. So I started incorporating a very strict skincare routine because for me, it's like I feel most confident when my skin is, first of all, not sweating all over the place because I'm someone who struggles. And that's also probably why I hate summer so much. I used to struggle a lot with powerful armpits. I'm talking like armpits of steel. You understand what I'm saying? Like, (laughs) it took my mom. I can't tell you how many brands of antiperspirant and roll-on that we went through to get the ones that work for me because it was almost like there's nothing in the world that can contain and stop my armpits from showing their power and showing their might. So for me, sweating a lot on my nose and on my face and in my armpits was something that I struggled with quite a lot and was something that I had to sort of trial and error my way through and I think I've kind of reached the point where I feel like at least that part of my life like my skincare routine I've gotten down the only thing that's kind of shaky when it comes to my skincare routine is the 
consistency of it because doing my skincare in the morning is not a problem. But doing my skincare in the evening, that's the real challenge. That is the real challenge is not falling asleep with my laptop in front of me on my bed without having washed my face again. And I know there have been a couple of people who've asked me about my morning routine on Instagram. I definitely have not forgotten about you. <laughs> I've just been in the thick of exams, guys. And I tell you, exams are literally stopping me from living my best life. But I'm not complaining because I enjoy my exams and I enjoy studying for my exams. So that's also probably why I don't even get to making content because my school work is not something that I'm trying to escape anymore. Like YouTube is not an escape to my reality because I actually enjoy my reality if that makes sense but yeah obviously if you've if you've seen on YouTube there's a YouTube video where I was getting ready in the morning I think it's the one where I was going to radio and I spoke about this a little bit on Instagram my first radio interview that YouTube video you can actually see one of the products that I use in my skincare routine. So for my entire like hygiene purposes from head to toe, I use Nivea skincare products just because, like I said, it's what I grew up stealing out of my mom's cupboard. And so obviously it's what I grew up using. And so when I have the opportunity to go and do my own toiletries and stuff like that, I'm going to use brands that I trust. I'm going to use stuff that I, you know, resonate with, which is Nivea it's yo guys and I've I've tried hey can I tell you something really really quickly I've tried to jippo my like hygiene stuff in terms of switching out my Nivea cream like body cream for I'm not going to mention the brand but <laughs> for a, a much cheaper lotion when I tell you my skin was dry before I even left the house it was so scary so so scary and so I learned my lesson the hard way so usually what I'll do when it's time for me to go buy toiletries and stuff like that is I'll head down to clicks or discam because discam pays you back so much money it's actually ridiculous that the amount of cashback that you get from being a discam rewards card and this is not a sponsored podcast episode just by the way I'm, I'm literally just sharing genuinely my heart's desires with you but if you go to discam and you buy stuff in bulk the amount of cashback that you get there is insane. Like they give you so much money back. I remember this one time I like got this email that I have rewards and I'm like, how much is it? And it's like 50 rand, 50 rand of cash back. That's a lot in comparison to a lot of the loyalty, you know, cards where you spend a hundred rand and you get 10 cents. It's like, you're going to give me 10 cents for every hundred rand I spend. That's ridiculous. So I don't know what the conversion is between what you get back at Discam and what they actually give you. But just know that do yourself a favor and get yourself a Discam card. But on the other hand, the three for two specials at clicks <laughs> undefeated, undefeated. And so when I do buy uh, my toiletries, I always buy them in quarterly like intervals so i buy toiletries for the summer i buy toiletries for the winter i buy to so i'll go to clicks and get three for two and that'll last me for three months if you follow me on instagram i think you've probably seen like every single time that i go to the clicks or just came because i'll complain <laughs> like i look you will post it on my instagram stories and i'll be like no ways guys there's no ways toiletries cost this much money but it's also because i, I buy in bulk but you you probably can see it in my youtube videos and 
like just in the background, like in passing. I think the one video where I had COVID or I thought I had COVID, whatever that was, when I had COVID and I stayed at home, you can actually see I've got like this rack next to my basin that's just full of all of my toiletries. And so, yeah, you can you can go see that and then you'll see exactly what I use throughout the day if you can't wait for my video. But outside of that, I probably will make a skincare video. So just, just bear with me. It should be somewhere on my highlights, hopefully. In one of my highlights, I think I've, I've put down the raw on stuff because I know raw on is definitely one of the biggest things that I used to struggle with because it really, guys, sweaty skin. Yo, it's 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 one of my biggest insecurities is the fact that I sweat so much. So I usually use the the black and white um, raw on because it doesn't stain my white clothing and my back, my black clothing. Like it keeps everything. It actually works like it actually keeps my stuff looking the way that it needs to look for a sweaty girl. And then that raw on I kind of use interchangeably with Mitchum in the summer. So in the, in the summer, I'll switch to Mitchum um gel but the gel I don't even know what it's called it's like a gel stick raw on thing not the not the so the Mitchum has three raw ons they've got the one with the ball inside of it right and then they've got the one with the gel and then they've got the one that is a stick I use the gel one I've tried all three and the gel one is the best that's the one that seals my armpits the best in the summer use that followed by the Nivea antiperspirant spray and don't do it but yeah Anyway, that's not the point, okay? This is not a Nivea podcast. <laughs> We're not talking about Nivea. But I, I definitely will take the time out to make a skincare um, routine video, all that kinds of stuff, so that you can see. Because I know people like generally want to know, like, what do you use? Because I've got this question so many times. What do you use for your hair? What do you use on your face? You know, what do you use? What do you use? I love the color of your skin. And I'm like, wow, thank you so much, everybody. Thank you so much. I will let you know what I use in a little bit. So make sure you follow me on Instagram. Make sure that you are tuned in and plugged in on YouTube as well because it will probably be a, a YouTube video. I'm not sure. I'm still trying to like think about how I'm going to expose my skincare routine. That has helped me clear my skin <laughs> from the mess that it was. And you'll see in the video like, oh man, oh man, I was struggling. I really was struggling. But anyway, that's not the point of this. We're talking about morning routines. Let me focus. So there's that. And, and it's become a non-negotiable in my morning routine just because I really like I feel best and I feel confident when my skin is clear because that's that's me and my preference. And so, yeah, skincare, definitely a non-negotiable. So that's something that I will always do every single morning. Whether I wake up at 8 o'clock, whether I wake up at 5 a.m., it doesn't matter. I'm going to do my skincare. The second thing is I started walking seven to 10,000 steps every single day. This one is not so much a non-negotiable, but it's very high on my priority list just because, again, once I turned 21, my body started changing. And I know growing up, people and, and parents and older people generally used to look at me and say, yeah, you eat a lot in your skin. You think this is going to last forever? Ha <laughs> ha. Think again. Think McCain. When you turn 21, when you turn 22, when you turn 23, whatever age, you know, their body started changing. They kind of project on me and say, yeah, at that age, you'll see your body's going to start changing and getting back into shape is going to be much harder than it is for you right now. You 16 year old, fine fly girl. 
And I'd be like, no, that's not possible. That's not true. But as soon as I turned 21, I kind of saw it happening. And I was like, listen, I need to stop this before it gets to where I think it's going. And so for me, walking every single day is a big priority because A, I've also realized like I'm not able to function as productively as I used to be able to function in my younger years without exercise in the morning like on the days that I do take my 7,000 steps I'm a lot more productive and I have a lot more energy than I usually do on days that I don't do my 7,000 to 10,000 steps so those are very high on my priority list just trying to stay in shape and trying to you know minimize <laughs> the, the, minimize the damage control do damage control as ASAP before, you know, things get to a point where I'm, like, resentful of myself and all these, like, million things where, you know, when you see something is going a certain direction and you have the power to stop it or change it or deal with it, prevention is better than cure, basically. And so that's just kind of, that's kind of it for me. Um, there's that. So it's skincare, walking in the morning. Ah, my chai. I absolutely need to have a cup of chai, but this only happens on days that I do journal so in the mornings where my quiet time with God looks like journaling then it's always accompanied by a cup of chai latte with a dash of almond milk because I'm lactose intolerant but not really I I think I can I I think I'm pretty good at like stomaching lactose but that's that's me (laughs) I'm I'm a risk taker I like living life on the edge so a splash of almond milk chai tea and then quiet time with God sometimes that looks like just sitting on my bed worshipping sometimes that looks like in my car praying and worshipping sometimes that looks like praying on my prayer work which is something that I spoke about in the perfecting prayer podcast episode where I've kind of been incorporating everything to sort of work together and we'll chat a bit about that later when I start speaking about balance and how I've kind of figured out a way to achieve balance in my life but If I have walked in the morning, if I have prayed in the morning, if I have done my skincare, then everything is fine. Because at least I know my armpits are not going to be showing their power out in the streets. I'm not going to be sweating like a pig out in the streets. I'm not going to be grumpy and sluggish because I didn't take my morning walk. I'm not going to be, you know, confused and not confident because I didn't get direction from God or I didn't spend time with God because that's also another thing for me is like when I don't spend time with God it gives me so much anxiety because I'm like I really have no idea I feel like I'm winning life like it feels like I'm just winning everything that I'm doing in the day and so those are just kind of the things that I do to keep me centered and I guess the purpose of this episode wasn't necessarily to you know inform or educate but just to say to the girls that get it like Take the pressure off yourself. Morning routines aren't as perfect as they look on Instagram. And I know people make it seem like they get it right all the time, 100% of the time. And I can't speak for their experiences, but I can only speak for my own and say where I've tried to put pressure on myself to get my morning routine fixed and set in a particular way every single day, things have not worked out for my good. Like it's just kind of added to the stresses and the anxieties that we I already have an abundance of in my day. So scrapping my morning routine for a list of priorities and getting them done regardless of the time 
has been such a freeing experience for me. I hope I hope that was one complete sentence because I know I, I I speak all over the place and I think all over the place. But yeah, that's that's my morning routine. I'd love to hear. Well, I'd love to hear how your morning routine looks like. If the question sticker is still up on my Instagram story by the time this episode is uploaded, don't be shy. Let me know how you feel about morning routines. What makes you feel like I've got control of my day? I'm going to kick this day in the butt. I'm going to I'm going to be great today. I'm going to be fantastic. Let me know cuz I'd love to know and I'd love to learn from you as well because I think as I'm turning 22 and as I'm on this journey of becoming the woman that I envision myself to be one thing that I've really learned is that it's important that I always remain a student. That it's important that I always remain someone who is willing to learn willing to realize and acknowledge where they're wrong and just do better because no one is perfect and no one ever gets to a point where they actually are perfect so take that weight off yourself we actually have way too much access to people's life with social media but that's a conversation for another day child i hope that you have a fabulous day today a fabulous friday because that apparently is something i say all the time i hope you have a fabulous friday (laughs) i hope you have a fabulous friday and a fabulous weekend further my birthday is coming up don't be shy, okay? I almost said ask for my banking details. No, I'm not going to give you my banking details. That's not going to happen. But just don't be shy. Don't be shy. If if you've been wanting to marry me and you've been shy to, to propose, please propose. My 22nd birthday is absolutely the time for you to propose because I'm ready now, guys. I'm ready to get married. Yo, uh-uh. I think it's so crazy. And I was thinking about this last night before I went to sleep. I was like... It's so crazy to me how in African families, you're treated like a child until you get married. Isn't that crazy? No, isn't that wild? Like I could be, and I was thinking about this because I've got, like I said, I've got two sisters and my older sister's been married and my younger sister is graduating and low key in the process of, you know, like she, she's pretty stable. Like her love life is pretty pretty stable okay and so like she makes these jokes all the time about how next year after she graduates she's gonna because she's in her final year this year next year after she graduates she's gonna get married all these kind of cute you know cool things and we laugh about it all the time but then I think about it and I'm like I'm literally gonna be the last sister to get married and as soon as my younger sister gets married, my parents are going to start treating her like an adult. But because I'm not married, I'm going to be sent around and treated like a child. But you know what? I think this is definitely a podcast episode for another day. I'm branching into a whole different topic. Let me know if it is something that you would like for us to unpack. And I definitely look, I look forward to unpacking this conversation. But yeah, TTYL, bro. <laughs> Bye.